0: I want to welcome you all as we gather today to pray for one another, to comfort one another, but also to give thanks for the many blessings we receive in our lives. That's the reason why we gather as a community of faith to uplift, to encourage. Some of us have had a, a bad week, we pray for a better week through the prayers of our brothers and sisters. And those who a, a better week, we give thanks to God and look forward to the next week. Some of you have heard this story about a little boy who attended a registered class, and that week they said about uh, uh, Jonah, how Jonah spent those three days in the bedding the, in the of the whale. Well. And then, of course, the kid was very excited about the story. Goes back in class, tells, her, tells the biology teacher, hey, do you know that Jonah spent three days inside the whale well? The teacher says, That's impossible. And the kid says, Well, the Word of God says it's true, so it's true. And I believe it. The teacher says, Look here. He goes through defining how everything works in biology and ecosystem. The kid says, Well, I don't care what you're saying. But when I go to heaven, I'll ask Jonah. Of course, the teacher asked the kid, Okay, what if Jonah is not in heaven? And the kid says, "Well, then you'll ask him in hell." <laughs> we have a faith because our faith is a gift. The readings today, the first, second, and the gospel, talks about what faith is and what faith is not. We all must agree that one of the misunderstood things is faith. It's talked a lot about it a lot, but it's also very misunderstood. The first reading today from the book of Habakkuk gives us the definition of faith. He says, faith is waiting patiently on God. Waiting patiently on God. Now, most of us may have a day, maybe in our lives, or a week whereby our prayer resonates with a cry in the first reading. The first reading, Prophet Habakkuk says, how long, O Lord, must we cry to you? How long must white cry oppression before you do something about it? All of us maybe in one like la- one time we've said those words. How long? When you feel that this darkness has no end, you feel this tragedy doesn't end, it's like one after another. Let's look at what happened before that. In the year five hundred and eighty-six BC, Jerusalem as the city of God was destroyed by Babylon. But before that, in 600 BC, God sent prophets to the Israelites and says, God is going to punish you for your unfaithfulness, for all the injustices you are doing It's going to punish you. So Babylon's invasion of Jerusalem was God's response for their unfaithfulness. But as time goes on, the Babylonians became even worse each and every time. And that's why today the reading begins crying, how long? Because for him, God is using people who are worse to punish those who are just bad. See, so that makes no sense. Why do you bring these who are worse than us to punish us? So that's why he cries, How long must I cry before you listen to my prayer? And then God responds by saying, wait patiently to my time. Wait patiently, my time. Now, most of us may agree that we are not good at waiting. All of us. I know myself. My worst time for waiting is when I go to the doctor's office, and they tell you he'll be with you within within, within a few minutes. Next thing, ten minutes, thirty minutes. Getting nervous. Where is he? All of us have our moments whereby waiting impatiently is a struggle. But what is all this about faith? The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that faith is a theological virtue. So what does that mean? There are three theological virtues, faith, hope, and love. The reason why they're called theological virtues is because they are given to us by God. We don't earn them. They're just gifts. Faith, hope, and love. They're just gifts from God. So that's why today in our gospel, after Jesus' teaching, Peter asking Jesus, how many times must I forgive my brother? Is it seven times? Because for Peter, seven times is enough. Because the Jewish culture taught only three times to forgive. Only three. And when Peter says seven, of course he says, well, God, I went beyond the law. I've done it. And Jesus says, oh, Peter, no, it's 70 times or seven times. That's why they say, who can do that? And then the gospel begins, Lord, increase our faith. Because they say, we can't do this. Instead of increasing their faith, what does Jesus do? He gives them the story of a mustard seed. How tiny it is, because by then it was the known tiniest seed says how tiny it is, look at what it does, the impact it has, transforms into this huge tree. It's telling us it's not about increasing your faith. It's about being strong in the small faith you have. Because Jesus cannot increase your faith because, as we said, it has already been given to you. What we need to do is to reactivate our faith. The faith is already within us, we just need to reactivate it, get it going, and get into action. So when the disciples say increase our faith, he says, look at this mustard said and see what happens. Say, if you're only faithful to me and trusting in me, the faith that we call small, it's huge faith before God. God can use this small faith to transform what you think is impossible. So the question is not how big is our faith. No is how deep is our faith. Because the deeper the faith, the stronger we know. It's very easy to be faithful to God when things are going our way. When things are going well, it's very easy to be faithful to God. But if things are tough, it's really, really hard to be faithful to God at times. All of us us agree, we have things we're dealing with. Maybe some of us are dealing with addiction, Others are dealing with pain and loss. Others are dealing with worries about our finances, our economy, our world. It can be hard to be faithful, but God is telling us it's a realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things and sin. So Jesus is challenging us today: so that our faith doesn't need to be huge, it has to be deep. How do we reactivate our faith? is the question, how are we going to reactivate our faith? Because the storm will always come, but how deep is your faith? Can you stay standing and say, my faith is in my God? Let us look at the arms, what I call the arms of faith. There are three arms of faith. One is hope. The second is action. The third is patience. Hope, action, and patience. St. James tells us that, show me your faith without action. He says, faith without action is dead. He says, our faith must draw us into action. The question is, where is God sending you? There's so many times when we are so much fear about ourselves. It's about me, me, and me. God is telling us, if you call ourselves Christians, we must let go of the me, me, me attitude and focus on God's attitude. Where is God sending you? Who needs your presence? One of the things that I do as a priest, I always get phone calls when people are dying. say oh, they want to talk to a priest. I say, okay, sure. I go say they want to talk to a priest. I show up to talk to this person. Next thing, they are talking and talking like two hours. I'm just listening. And then they say, Father, this was the best conversation ever. I say, I didn't say a thing, but I'm glad you feel that way. But of course, not because they want to talk. They want someone to listen to them. That's all. One of the things we do in action is to try to listen. If people have stories, have faith, have pain, can we listen to them? Can we do something about it? Can we encourage them where the help is? Let us not say, well, I have my faith. I, I already sleep all night, but I pray to God. Put in action. Secondly, it's the patience. Things will not always go our way. Let's be patient and hope because we know there is always a rainbow at the end. Let us ask God to give us the grace to know that our faith needs to be activated. Our faith needs to be put in action. And above all, We must wait patiently on God's timing, because it's not our timing. The Lord be with you.